Thunder Media. Ford versus General Motors. We enter every race with a, a plan to win, a plan to dominate, have as many boards up front. The Camaro was the logical choice because that's the car that we use for international racing at General Motors in. Mustang and Camaro returns. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Mark Rushbrook, Ford Performance Motorsports Global Director, set the scene for Mustang becoming the global platform for the future of Ford Motorsport. It was a big night for the company to show our commitment to Mustang as a road car with the seventh generation. But for us, specifically in motorsports, the opportunity to take that new Mustang as a road car and be able to race it around the world in all these different series. So across the next two years, 2023-2024, those six different race cars that you saw in the intro video will uh, be launched and sold. And we love racing Mustang. We love it as an iconic road car. We love racing it on all these legendary tracks and being part of very important series. So. So obviously the, the six cars in that video include the Australia supercars where the, the new seventh generation Mustang will be racing starting in 2023. So our seventh generation car on the Gen 3 uh, chassis, is we're obviously looking forward to that. In North America, NASCAR will transition to the seventh generation Mustang for the 2024 season and NHRA. Factory X is a new class for NHRA starting next year. We'll be racing this car in 2023. But then the other cars that are truly global uh, and will sell around the world include a Mustang GT4, a Mustang GT3. We had previously announced those, but now we can officially say they're coming off this seventh generation car. Uh, those cars will be homologated in uh third quarter 2023 and available for sale later that year and then the dark horse r and dark horse s uh, which have a found a great foundation with the dark horse as a road car and we take that and turn it into dedicated track cars so the dark horse s is for track days uh so if you just want to go and as an enthusiast get some track time uh or the dark horse r is intended more for racing like in the united states for scca type racing or nasa racing but also a uh, spec mustang racing series uh, that the car will be eligible for so really excited about all the different cars and really glad that we we're able to share them all last night as part of the road car news and takes a little bit of pressure off of us because now we've shown these digital images as we as we're testing our real physical race cars we don't need to hide them and, and camouflage them they're already out there so uh 
really big news for us last night and uh, a great future for Mustang racing. On the other side of the supercars fence is Chevrolet Racing General Manager Chris Payne, who is shepherding the transition to the Camaro. With Holden, Tony, it's just been an incredible history of 50-plus years of achievement by so many people, hasn't it? The, the drivers, the team owners, the sponsors. It's been an incredible part of Holden's brand DNA for such a long time. So when, when it came time to, to replace the, the Commodore, um, the Camaro was the logical choice for that because that's the car that we use for international racing at General Motors in, in NASCAR and drag racing and, and other classes. So for us it was a logical fit and works alongside our, our plans for the, for the introduction and the expansion of the GMSV road car program. Chris knows Holden's legacy in Australia, having spent a lifetime with the company. Yes, that's right, some 35 years in different capacities. And uh, over that time, there's been a significant amount of change. Our business is now structured in such a way that we, uh, on one side, a, 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 an after-sales business, supporting the many, many Holden owners that are still on the road with their, their Holden cars. Um, we estimate some 1.5 million Holdens still on the road wow. in Australia and New Zealand. And they all need parts. They all need servicing. And then uh, as part of that, we have our AC Delco All Makes brand, which is a future growth opportunity for us in Australia. And then alongside that, we have now the, the relatively new GMSV business, selling, of course, the, the Silverado and, and the new Corvette. Payne explained that they are not looking to provide support to a single factory team in 2023. I wouldn't designate it factory support, but we have a level of support uh, with all of the teams who choose to run the Camaro Silhouette under the Gen 3 rule set. Yep. So we have commercial arrangements with all of those teams, all six teams for 23. Uh, that will represent the brand under Chevrolet Racing. Uh, we have a very close alliance, of course, with Triple Eight because of their homologation status with supercars, right. uh, and uh, a uh, sponsorship arrangement that we have with Triple uh, Eight for AC Delco. Okay. Ford have decided that they will take a much wider look at supporting motorsport in Australia, as the Mustang is their motorsport vehicle. I think most of you are aware we do run our motorsports program globally, trying to share people, resources, learning across all the different racing series. And when we re-entered in terms of technical engineering support uh, with the series, uh, with Australia Supercars, with the current Mustang, we did all that work here. And it's obviously a, a big workload or time for us to be traveling from North America to support the series. I love being there. My team has loved being there. Uh, it's just hard to support. And when, as we were doing this work for the Gen 3 car, with the new Mustang, part of what we approved was getting some local support, again, because of the importance of the series to us, the importance of, of the market. And we, we were able to get approval for some headcount there. So Brendan McKinniskin, um, who I actually first met, I think, Brendan, it was... 2018 at Shanghai when we were racing the four GTs and uh, it was very clear his passion for motorsports, his experience in motorsports and planted the seed then that if we ever needed anybody in the region that he should be somebody that we should consider and this was the right opportunity so we were able to get approval for, for Brendan to be 100% dedicated to our motorsports activities and with more support there as well. So uh, Justin Capuchano is a, a super manager there that has access to other resources and can help manage Brendan locally. And when uh, extra support is needed, 
can be brought in. Um, so it's a great setup for us, I think, to be able to leverage better what we do uh, more globally and, and in the Australian market and a lot more efficient way of supporting all of the supercars races, not just a handful through the year. So we're really excited about that opportunity. And certainly we would be able to use Brendan and Justin as we're racing Mustang GT4s or selling and supporting Mustang GT4s and Mustang GT3s uh, in the market. And we hope to sell a lot of them there. Uh, but we would also work with outside partners to put the proper support in place in terms of having parts and uh, technical support because it's important to, to have it there local in each market to properly support customer racing. Ben Nightingale, Ford Australia Product Communications and Motorsport Manager, expands on the company's plans. So in terms of Australian motorsport for Ford from sort of 2023 and beyond with the Gen 3 program, we, we have um, obviously five teams next year with the addition of uh, Walkinshaw and Dreddy United. And so we're taking a very holistic view in terms of what factory support means. And we're looking to support every single one of our teams as best we possibly can. So Brendan will be at the racetrack, um, at the at, at supercars events, um, working with our teams wherever they need support as much as we possibly can. I'm moving into it. I'm not moving roles, but I'm, part of my role now is managing our motorsport program here in Australia from a marketing and commercial point of view. So I'll be working closely, obviously, with Mark, with Justin, with Brendan, to make sure that our teams have as much support as they possibly can to be as successful as they possibly can. Justin's the, the head of our local Ford Performance Engineering team, so Special Vehicle Engineering team. So Justin led the Ranger Raptor program locally, previously worked on the Aspect Mustang program and the Falcon Sprint program. And Brendan's role will be, Mark mentioned headcount. So the headcount, that's in Ford terms, is Brendan sits in, in our product development engineering team here in Australia, but his role is specifically related to Ford performance and motorsport. That is Brendan's role now. He's working with supercars throughout the Gen 3 development process as we go into VCAT. And then he's working with our teams as well. I'm not sure, Brendan, if we have an official title for you, but I suppose Ford Performance um, Motorsport um, Engineer Liaison, for one of a better term, would, would be how I would term it. And this would be more than just supercars. It would reach into the GT divisions as well. We haven't gone through any of those, um, those discussions yet because obviously we just revealed GT3 yesterday. Um, but, um, yeah, if, if we head down that path and there's local interest in running that vehicle, then uh, I'd expect it would fall under our purview. Chris Payne explained how the USA is helping the development of the Camaro Gen 3. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a, an incredible level of support uh, from the GM Motorsport division, and uh, that goes to the design of the vehicle, first and foremost, uh, where... Uh, I would say that 95 plus percent of the, the, the shape, the appearance, the silhouette of the Camaro mirrors that of the road car. Yep. Um, and that is controlled, uh, managed entirely by the GM Design Group in North America. Um, the other side of course is in the powertrain uh, where Jim Campbell and the team there in the racing uh, group have supported us with the development of the LTR V8 bespoke engine for the, for the car for 23 and beyond. Uh, and that encouragement continues in the future. So 
uh, GM in Australia uh, with the with the Chevrolet Racing Program is considered part of our international racing effort, alongside that of, uh, of um, NASCAR, alongside that of our efforts in IndyCar and so forth. So we're, we're a recognised part of that uh, of that uh, GM effort, if you like. One of the issues facing supercars is that while a number of team owners and others have Camaros in the garage. They are not a product that is being supported in Australia. Quite a few people have Camaro road cars and Corvettes that are... Uh, and are they Walkinshaw um, homologated or not homologated? They, they were some years ago. Yeah, uh, that, okay. that, that program ceased a couple of years ago now. So there, there is no Camaro road car as such, but there are, there are many people who have them locked away in their garage. But right now we're focused on the Silverado road, car, road truck and the... Uh, and the Corvette sports car, of course, which is being delivered to customers now. And uh, that's our product program. And this is where Ford selling and racing the Mustang sees its best opportunity to show the relevance of supercars. The way that the rules are written where some of the bodies are the exact, some parts of the body are the exact shape shared between the road car and the race car. And, and then there are some areas of freedom or limited freedom especially around the lower section of the car that allows us to have that direct relevance and also have the design studio involved with the aero team so that in those areas of freedom, while we're optimizing for aerodynamics, we're also making sure that we have the, the styling there so that when you look at the race car, you see the road car. And then specifically in the engine for the relevance, it is the fact that we have a coyote in a Mustang on the road and we're able to use um, the heads, the block from the engine, from the Coyote engine in the race engine. And we've got those direct components and systems architecture that we're able to, to share. So for us, it's one of the best, well, compared to some of our other series, this gives us a lot more relevance, direct tie between road car and, and race car. While Ford is presenting Mustang as the future, GM seems to be trying to remind everyone of Camaro's history. Yeah, there are many, many, uh, many battles that occurred there in the in the late 60s, early 70s, particularly between Bob Jane and Alan Moffat. That that history will be remembered by by many of the the fans that are going to come into the the new era for supercars in 23. And and uh, we were fortunate enough uh, with the with the cooperation of uh, Rodney Jane and the, and Bob Jane Corporation to to borrow Bob's Camaro. Uh, for, for filming a photo shoot with the Gen 3 Camaro some time ago and it's it's a magnificent car maintained in great condition and and uh, it, it's those battles that occurred between Alan and, and um, uh, Bob Jane at the time many of those at Sandown and other places were, were just uh, will be remembered by by many of the fans. GM is hoping the glory days of Bob Jane's Camaro can continue in this new era no matter what challenges supercars may throw at it, just like in the 1970s. It was a different era. It was quite a car, and Bob managed to win it. Uh, you'll correct me if I get this wrong, but I think he won in 71 with the small block engine, uh, as he was required to go from the big block to block, and he still managed to win the championship. Ford wants Bathurst glory, and not just in supercars. They are keen to have the GT eventually at the 12-hour, as Mark Rushbrook explained. We enter every race with a, a plan to win, a plan to dominate, have as many Fords up front, and the bigger the race, the the increased importance of it. So certainly Bathurst 1000, we would love to see Fords at the front every single time we won that run that race, and similar for the 12 hours of Bathurst. So we 
we're, we're still looking at what our rate and flow is going to be for the actual build of the Mustang GT3 car to confirm how fast we're going to be able to get cars out to different parts of the world. Uh, obviously, with supply chain issues, as we see in our production cars, we're, we have the same concerns even when we're building at a low volume like GT3. So as we get a good line of sight on that, as we're building the cars about a year from now, we want to get them out to the most important races as quickly as we can. So I can't commit at this point when when we would have a Mustang GT3 competing at Bathurst, but it is at, uh, at the very top of our list. Ford is repositioning itself in the e-vehicle debate. We were definitely two or three years ago pushing for electrification, including hybrid in a lot of different series around the world. Um, we're not, honestly, at this point. Uh, I know we have it with our Puma hybrid in WRC, and it's actually working quite well there, and we've learned a lot from that, that we can transfer to our road cars. Um, but in series, including supercars, and in, including NASCAR, uh, and some of the sports car racing series that we're in, we do believe that, that ICE will continue to, to work very well for us for the foreseeable future, because it, it does create that spectacle. It does create that emotional, passionate connection to the vehicle, uh, which helps our brand. And uh, at this point, with some of the cost and complexity of hybrid, it's not adding. If it's not going to add to the race, um, then we don't think it needs to be on there. So at this point, for for supercars uh, or many of our other global series, we're, we're not advocating to, to add it. It might not be Ford versus Ferrari. But Mustang versus Camaro is a battle that will shape the two brands in Australia and New Zealand. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.